Hello you, it's uh, day three of the Improv Diaries, my sort of, uh, well I'm going to indulge you with some more uh, <laughs> very personal reflections of a retreat that you aren't a part of, uh, but I'm going to try and bring you in as best as I can into what's been going on uh, in today's sessions, uh, four of them, workshops all around improvised comedy, drama, theatre, performance, whatever you want to call it, just making it up on the spot. Sometimes funny, mainly funny, sometimes, well, yeah, occasionally dramatic, emotional's always there, there's a, there's always, there's always emotion, um, and it's never far away an improvised uh, performance, um, what am I wittering on with? I don't know, I've got another list of random shit that happened today, and I'm going to try and make sense of it in a way that might be interesting to you, from uh, the, the crucible of uh, improvisation, so here we go, today was another four workshops, the first one of which was all about, um, essentially it wasn't labelled as such, but it was about intuition in uh, improvised comedy, so it's this idea that when you are, you do you do, you do a lot of pair work in improvisation, so there's two of you will come into a room, it will, you will be put on stage, and you'll be given a context or something to work with, a scene, you know, a, a setting and a, or a job or some sort of situation and then you're just told, or you're told which characters you are and then you play, you make something up, um, which is fun for games and it's quick and it's easy to get into but um, some of the stuff, they sort of, the edgy stuff that they push you, to, push you towards here is um, is all about character work, so all about the relationship between two people which takes longer to, to grow and it's, it's more subtle and complicated and that kind of thing. So it's a workshop about how to get something from your partner and and relate to them more deeply when you're doing a scene and the idea is you go more deeply the sort of the the more bountiful the rewards are at the end of it so whether that's the dramatic tension and the payoff or the, or the comedy that comes out of it there's there's that that's the sort of premise but it it was not labeled as such about intuition it was labeled about um connection and and care for your scene partner but i took it to be um intuition because it was all about sensing um, your warmth towards the other person and the weight you put on the relationship um, with them, kind of how well you know them or how important the relationship is, how significant it is. So warmth would be on a scale of like cold to hot, like where are you on that? And then the kind of relationship you have, whether it's a kind of light relationship, someone who, you know, you buy a coffee off in the morning or really heavy who's someone who you know you're romantically involved with in a, a long-term relationship so you and but you didn't you weren't given anything to go with with the first exercise you had to just stare into someone's eyes which is if you've ever done it it's the most intense thing to do is to just stay in someone's gaze for like two minutes just try it i mean you, you you're sort of quickly aware of how much of an animal you are when you're staring in someone's eyes because it's either a romantic intimate thing or it's um it's an aggressive come on, you know, you're staring some out, I'm going to hurt you, get out of my space sort of thing. But you just had to hold the fix, the gaze, and just, just play with what you had. And then we did some, um, yeah, some scenes, so some games around, you had to just come in and take it really slow, and then sense what you felt for them, the warmth and the weight of the, the, the people you were together, and just slow down. And the, the guy who doing this, John Nguyen, I, I hope I said his name right, um, improv coach he was encouraging us to not to sort of sense what was going on and then when we had somewhere to go with it like a line or a movement to just do it in our heads three times before you said anything and that forced you to slow down and consider what 
your response was you, 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 you the space gives you time to react and then form a response because if you've ever seen improvised comedy it's really quick and sharp and we associate that with with wit and and humor and in intelligence and intellect which is great for a kind of a kind of improvisation but if you want to go a bit deeper and like i said before about the the depth and the reward um deeper connection so that was really great i did an awesome scene where me and this other guy were on a space station and it looked like we were just in an office touching computers and stuff and then it became about how um he was fed up with routine on the space station uh, and I started responding to that saying, yeah, the routine's sort of driving me slowly kind of a bit out of my mind and by the end of it, I was really mad and like insane and he was supporting me and it turns out we both were really missing Earth and back home and that was all from just slowing the fuck down and just tuning into the other person. That was that was really good. I had so much fun doing that. Actually, it was a really nice scene to do with someone I just met um, a couple of days ago, and we'd already found some kind of connection. We're not friends; we've never met before, but we found a level, and that was because we'd been already been doing the warmth and the the weight thing and figuring that out between us. So that was that was loads of fun. Oh, um, what else was going on? Um, oh, scenes scene starting we did some scene work so this was all about how to when you're thrown in a situation with someone and you have to suddenly you have to improvise on the spot and think sometimes you kind of draw a blank and you're like fuck where the fuck do i go and you get into your head and you start overthinking things and you start to grasp ideas and trying to be clever trying to be funny and that's where the brain goes and that's the obstacle for improvisation is is to sort of um have a better relationship with your head or to try other new different things that will be more enriching, more genuine, more sort of present, authentic, and that kind of thing. So we were doing stuff around things like just making noises, just whatever came out of our minds, and then responding to that, or doing a movement, or pretending to do object work. So that's there's some imaginary scenery there you play with, and then you do something, and the other person responds to it. And we we're doing like little three-line scenes. So someone will make a noise, and you'll go up to them, and then they will see that and they will respond to the noise that you respond to their line and then you finish with the third line and that's all you have to go of it's just this idea that inspiration can come from anywhere not just the brain it can be your noise your physicality what else we're doing status stuff just moving around the room like being like a 10 in status so that's full of self-importance and sort of high up the social scale maybe whereas i guess a one or a two would be like really low and shrunk and guarded and fearful and we sort of played on a spectrum of like naught up to ten, and then wherever you were, um, you uh, had to then act out a scene based on that. So you had two people coming in with different statuses and seeing what evolved from it. And we had a, a delightful little scene. Actually, I think I said in the first one of these that one of the things I'd like to do is to stop playing with. Um, other beginners I mean I, I'm still a beginner but I've, I've been doing it for like intensely for a year so I, I need to start working with people who are better is the wrong word but um, less beginners so that I have that uh, free and easy what's the word they're, they're a bit, they'll be slower they'll be more clued in they'll have a better sense of how to improvise and I can sort of be with them and um soak up their vibe and slow down and stop being that kind of urgent beginner and that kind of thing but um yeah anyway in this 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 scene building thing there was a lady who i've played a couple of scenes with it turns out we really get on in the way we improvise together she's very physical like me and she's very kind of big energy and i just thought 
instinctively like knowing it was her just i threw in like a really strong status position like kind of sunbathing but really like in a cocky kind of like prickish owning the sort of the place sort of way to give her something to play with and it was so good because she just pissed herself laughing from it and that became part of the scene because she was laughing at me and that became like a status exchange she was laughing at me with my supposed status 10 like hop status and she was just laughing at me so that knocked me down a peg and then i tried to come to compete with her saying oh pass me the sun lotion because i was pretending to sunbathe and then there was a bit of that backwards and forwards but it was just so nice to play with someone who could be just slow and be sort of aware of the way they improvise and for me to sort of punch up or meet someone at a different level rather than just be urgent and that was that was really good i really really enjoyed that of just playing with someone and I think I'd really like to do that next as I go forward with with um, improvising is is play with a regular bunch of people I reckon that's a, a good way to get better is because you start to learn each other's styles and accommodate each other and give each other what you need and know your shortcomings and cover it and this kind of thing but yeah just not playing with beginners anymore would be a be a, a little bit of a challenge for me which is why I love this in this this retreat because I'm playing with some really experienced people here. there's there's people from the May days there's people from Hoopla, which is a big um, improv company in London, there's uh, one of their guys here, and there's international teachers, oh Christ, I've been directed today by it, this improv director, and like, it's incredible the, the 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 pointers they do and how much they can help, and the stuff they observe and notice about you, and the way they can steer you, it's just the quality of teaching is just it's so much better than anything I've had in other places, I've done drop-ins and it's been good and it's been fun with all, like really nice people, but it's just really raises your game and I feel like I've improved so much in the last two, three days just by fucking about with people who are just like really into this and they really know what they're doing and they're really respectful and they support you and they help you and and I pay that back hopefully um, oh, it's been incredible, it's so good um, where did we go? That was workshop one and two, third one was about somatic stuff, I got really excited about this, you might have seen it on Instagram, I was tweeting about it. it's a, a lady called Liz Peters she wrote a book, um how to boss it, I think it's called. Um, and she does a lot of stuff around body state, so influencing um, your nervous system, um, your posture, uh, to get to regulate your nervous system so you're sort of a bit more upregulated, a bit more alert and awake, or downregulate where you're a bit calmer, and how your postures affect your performance and the way you show up. And you can influence this just by the way you stand or you move. I mean, I, I, I did... Uh, um, I'm a physical intelligence coach, so I trained in a, in a lot of this um, bodily state stuff. But it was really interesting to see someone do their take on it in a different way, and to see how yeah, she's really good. She's plugged it into impro- improvisation because she's an improv coach herself, and she's a, she's just a real parcel of energy. She's just so much fun t- to watch, and she's just like got loads of ideas, and she's she's an incredible improviser as well. So confident and, and watchable and, and magnetic. She's she's great. Um, but see her spinning it as well and she said some really interesting stuff about um yeah how you can influence yourself and your state and that will um affect your performance in improv or whenever you're going up in front of people or doing something anxiety inducing you can influence yourself but she left us with the idea of like emotions as doing which is is like um as opposed to um, having emotions or us actually being an emotion like because I mean, I see this in coaching generally. Like emotions tend to we believe them um, as, as see them as actual true stories, to stories, and they dominate, and we resist them, and they they hang around longer if we do that. 
Whereas the invitation she gave us was this idea that if, if emotions, we do them. So that plugs in quite nicely with the idea of acting. Like we, 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 we have an emotion and we, we act the emotion out rather than it, it being us. Um, this is quite imperfect. I haven't really thought this through. I'm just kind of just making sense of it now. But the idea that when we have these feelings and sensations that we call emotions, if we just play the scene out with them. Have you heard the phrase, um, the only way with emotions, the only way out with emotions is through? You have to experience them, be with them, and let them pass, and then move on. And they they change because they they never linger. They, they might be around a while, but they they always pass. They always change. But I like that idea of we do emotion. So emotion is a verb. It's something we perform and act and man- manifest in our um, physical existence. And yeah, then where do they go? Do, do we play them or do they play us? I don't know. I thought that was an interesting little thought to to, to take from a, an improv um, session. Oh, um, I've had a glass of wine. I'm, I'm letting myself my hair down a little bit on the last day. Um, last last session was with Fred Pont, Frédéric Pont, um, this improv coach, French guy. My God, he's good. He's a director. And I had a session with him yesterday, which was on my last diary entry, and a session today. So I've had like f- four hours of just just him bringing this incredible theatrical dramatic presence and working with what we brought and him just gently steering it and telling us what we were doing without us realising it and just being able to reflect on that and I had a a few car crash moments actually so what he had us doing today was it was silent improv so it was no words very little in the way of communication between us other than essentially mime or action and it was inspired by music so We'd have a track of music that we would then, as fours, perform scene work together. We'd create a scene, four of us, out of nothing based on just music being played. So dance music, film scores, um, classical, uh, folk, um, and this kind of thing. And, and one of them I got up, and I was with four other improvisers, and there was no one was, was coming with a lead offer, which is the first person to make a move. And I just jumped in. I didn't know what I was doing as an offer but I just started to act out and perform and move and did something and it didn't make sense and then I didn't commit to it I just kind of half-assed went up to choose someone and then I went back to where I'd come from to try and get my partner to join me and it just turned into this car crash and Fred stopped the scene and he and he, he kind of just said look Chris what are you doing and I, <laughs> I have a fucking clue I thought I was flirting with a, a lady across the way I was being a flirt and then I thought I was going to choose one of them to come with me to do something and then I panicked and went back to my scene partner on the other side and I just didn't commit. I committed, sorry, and then I backed out because the, the idea felt shit and and that just... I spoke about commitment yesterday now it makes so much difference. Like, if, if you commit to something, it helps give you an anchor, a tiny little bit of clarity or certainty in an enormously uncertain situation that everyone can then respond to and play with. And I started doing that, but I kind of... Was I afraid? No, I, I second-guessed myself and doubted myself. And this is what I love about improv. It brings you face-to-face with your demons. Like, for me, it's all about getting it wrong or making a mistake, letting people down, not being good enough. And, and I was just confronted by that today in front of everyone. But, I mean, it's a safe environment. It's a workshop that you're reminded about that at the start of every session is you're here to, to play with these things. This is a laboratory. You're supported by people and anything goes um, as long as other people consent to it and it happened and I I crashed and burned and and I had this super awesome French director just just 
helping me rescue something from it and we recovered and did another scene where I, I was challenged to be the lead person to throw in the first offer and I just went in and just created a boat that I was rowing and then someone else rowed with me and then the other improvisers, four of us, were rowing in two boats and then we just created this scene that didn't go anywhere at the start. It, we, we, we got competitive and then he was like, I can see where this is going. It's called, um, I think he called it um, an, uh, Une Course de Conner, which I think translates to um, uh, a, a bullshit race or a race of um, fuck-ups. Like, you're just trying to out-fuck up each other and escalate and... It ended up um, doing uh, a race, but we were, me and my scene partner were frantically rowing and rowing, and the, but our other scene partners were just kind of like having their feet up, just having a glass of wine and a tea and eating cake and waving at us from the other boat, but seemingly keeping up from with us. And we were paddling the harder and harder we paddled, the, the more they kept up with us, but were having a lovely time, and we were just getting more and more apoplectic and frustrated in our boat. And it just got this escal- escalation out of control, and it was just the, the best kind of non-verbal kind of clowning. And then eventually, like, we just kaput and gave up, and they kind of won the race, and that was the end of it. And it was just beautiful to have direction and to have an idea and to be, like, fully supported by people around you who were just giving you this improv love and for the audience to sort of like we're building this idea together that we've created this scene it didn't exist um, and the audience is getting into it and laughing and cheering and, and that's nice but it's just collaborative and it was realising that there is the fun and the play and the clowning and the silliness but what was really really interesting the depth of the scene was that we were looking at each other through the boats and the people drinking the, 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 the wine and stuff were just like hello waving at us you having a nice time not saying that but implying that and we were like looking at them going you fucking bastards what are you doing here like getting more and more angry at them and the tension was escalating and it was just the relationship was what deepened it and made it really interesting to watch the chemistry between the people and me the guy behind me was rowing we were looking at each other losing our shit and it was just wonderful and it was just so great to have bounced off the bottom there and then bounced back up with support from people and that that that's improv and that in a nutshell is why i love it because you're just faced face to face with your demons what you're afraid of and then you learn from it and you're back in it like in a way that in the past maybe when i first started improvising, and i'd do something and be timid and maybe not really offer wait for the people and then sort of hold back and if i made a mistake i'd then sit out of scenes for longer and not really get back involved because i was a little bit shaken but now I was just jumping back in just just oh we're doing a more scenes right my, it's my turn again uh, that's another improv really is it's always your turn um, that I got Jennifer Jordan one of her classes and yeah just threw myself back in and just dust yourself off and the scene is 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 over and you reflect on it and you move on and you learn stuff from it you love stuff from it and but there's there's, there's very little in the way of dwelling on it and no one brings it up again and says oh that was shit and you did that and that no, no one does that it's just not improv etiquette and I love that um, and we did some more scenes like that we did some hopscotch where it became another bullshit race where it was some uh, a lady drew some squares and we played hopscotch and then we all started to out hopscotch each other and then the hopscotch squares got redecorated and then we started to do dance moves in it and then the hopscotch went 3D on the wall and people were bouncing off the wall and just outdoing each other and fronting and it was just this this so much of this silliness. It was just it was great, but it was it was yeah, really weird that the, the music influenced the tone, which was so odd because we weren't speaking, remember, through all this. It was it was silent improv. But we followed the rhythm and the mood and the tone of the music. That was what gave us 
told us where to go. Uh, and one of the games, we were told to do the opposite of what the music was inspiring us to do, which was really difficult. So you had some people doing like the, you know, the Darth Vader music from Star Wars, that doom, 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 and they were like skipping around like um, schoolgirls in a playground, sucking lollipops and having sort of fights, um, playful little um, playground scraps and stuff. It was it was great. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. So, oh goodness, another download 20 minutes i thought i looked at the clock at 11 minutes and i thought i've I've given you everything here and still there is more i wonder if i'm breaking in probably by dissecting my own scenes when really i should be uh i should just be moving on but it's it's just nice to bring some stuff from my experiences here and, and share it with you just to just let you know what improv is like and what it can do and bring um other vehicles are available. Um, improv just happens to be mine for f- finding out more about myself and other humans and having a set of principles or rules to sort of guide me through the uh, this fucking chaotic, uncertain maelstrom that is existence that is created in every single improv scene. It's a tiny little universe that is created and then disappears as this improv retreat will tomorrow the final day that was it that's your day three and and day four is is i think it's a half day so it's not a full day it'll there'll be a little mini reflection and probably me sat in a car at a service station whimpering as i come down from just how much of a lovely time i'm having in in just what is just i hope heaven's like this you know just people who just want to play games and have fun and just support you and, and just see where things go um I love it. I love this so much. This is this is my happy space. He says, sounded really full on. I'm full on because I'm thinking about the end. I don't want really to think about the end. I'm going to think about the show that I'm about to watch. I think the Maydays are about to do a big show. I can see people creeping upstairs, so I'm going to go and watch that and hang out, maybe do some games, chat, mingle. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it. That's me. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.